Hello and welcome back to Life of the Party. Hi. <laughs> we are Nick's Rising Industries. I'm JD, your dungeon master. We ready to go. Yes! <laughs> Okay, so after a pretty harrowing session, the adventurers finishing up their journey across the flooded hills towards the mangrove swamps um, in search of the city of Sanskrit and a fallen star along the way, came across what was, what they thought to be the fallen star was the wreckage of a ship ploughed into the side of a hill um, in this area. On inspecting, it had been revealed that Elise was somewhat familiar with this ship, but starting the investigation, two manticores, which had made their nest inside the wreckage, emerged, attacked the party, and nearly took the life of one of our own, Astra the Tiefling Bard. <laughs> Saving him from the brink of death, um, Boblum helping him, and Nard and um, um, Cassian, Lee, Sariel, taking down the, uh, the final manticore, our adventurers come to a rest, come to a moment of solace and quiet. Silence befalls them. What do you do? I am still investigating in the ship. Yeah, not knowing that you have also seen the um, nameplate, mm. I'm gonna point it out. V-E-R. Elise, does this mean something to you? Please be honest. I, I can't say right now, sorry, I I need to, there's some things I need to do, like, right now. What aren't you I, telling us? I'm not trying to be sinister, I, I just... I don't think you're deceiving us, I just think that maybe a little bit more information would be key here. Cassian, I want to be alone right now, and I want to get my work done, and then I'll be happy to tell you what I know, if I can. What was in the bag again? Adventurous kit. So yeah, but there was some notes. Uh, notes and some, some notes. Well. Um, <coughs> map of a city. After some investigation, it appears to be the city of Arrakis, an island city-state off the coast. Um, there seem to be some notes on like a library or a school. Um, some like uh, like location notes and maps and okay. um, others seem to be timings of movements of guards. Okay, I'm gonna just like. Scrambled, <coughs> hand you the notes. I'm I'm giving them to you, but I'm not doing it in a very polite way. Um, well, maybe this will help. Thank you. Uh, I guess I'll go see what the others are up to after all that. And my my head is like right in the notes immediately, and the map and everything. And I'm just like again looking around. Um, the prow of the ship. Is there any evidence of bodies? You find marks of dried blood, mm. and scratches, signs of a struggle, but you don't see any bodies or bits of <coughs> I'm gonna leave her be, but I'm just sort of gonna sit on the mm. outskirts of the wreckage. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's pretty much like, judging by the size of what's left, maybe the front quarter yeah. of the ship. It's pretty so much the prow and then a little bit more. See what's okay. going on a little bit, but I'm kind of out of the way. Mm -hmm. There was also, like the underneath, section was open. Yeah, it? yeah. So I'm gonna climb down and look in there okay, as well. Okay. Same thing. Uh, that, that's where it looks like these creatures have made their nest. Mm -hmm. There's basically a conglomeration of splintered wood, some of the soft material, the, like the linens and sails which have been stuffed down. And there you find some remnants of meat. 
You can't tell what it is. It looks like it's going off slightly. It smells like it too. Is there, again, any evidence of bits of bodies or bodies or anything? I mean, there's any humanoid meat. presence other than... You can make an investigation check to... Yeah. Determine the meat. Um, 18? 18. You're led to believe it's probably not human. Okay. Just by the size of it. Probably something else. Inside that is it just like one open sort of section or room? Uh, yeah, because there's not there's basically half a room which has been shorn off. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you know, actually, it's the it's the prow section of a whole storage essentially. Yeah. But what was there has just been torn out. And there's nothing useful left. I'm it's assuming. all detritus. It is all torn apart and turned into this nest. And I will. So that section then goes into. Water, you said? Uh, yeah, it, like it's water, it's waterlogged at the end, yeah. Oh, so it's not like... Sorry, I misunderstood then. So it's... I thought it was like sitting in water and then there was like the broken bit of the ship and then water. Uh, the, 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 not directly lapping up to it, uh-huh. but as it's down at like a, like a 45 degree angle in the corner where the walls meet, yeah, there's about four or five inches okay, of so water. so it's not in the open end of the ship? No, no. Okay. I will still... Yeah, I will investigate in the water if I can. Like, okay. outside of the... Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Make, make an investigation joke. Natural 20. Okay, <laughs> you find a hand. You find the severed remnants of a hand. Uh, I will examine the hand. <laughs> Is there anything unusual about it? It appears to be a right hand. Dark skin. You see some rings on it. Do I recognise the rings at all? Look them over. Familiar in design and style, but not specific ones that you'd know. I mean, you've known a lot of people to wear rings. Mm. What did you say they were? What colour were they? The the rings. They seem yeah. to be gold. Yeah. There's two of them. Um. So that was in the water at the back of the ship. In, like inside the ship? Uh, no, this is in the water Around. beyond the back of the ship, so like at the base of the hill. Um, is it very deep? Would I be able to swim down into it? Oh no, it's like, like a couple okay. of inches deep. And around there are a lot of signs of struggle. You see almost gouges in the mud, where it looks like someone has climbed their way out rather frantically. Um, would I be able to tell anything about whether, yeah, like people had escaped from like what direction they went in? Or yeah, make like a survival that? check. Oh my god, I'm actually rolling really good today. <laughs> Finally! Uh, I think that's 21, hang on. Survival. Yeah, 21. Okay. It's pretty muddy, and where footprints and claw marks were made, they've stayed, pretty much. It's, it's like quite firm, but wet mud. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it makes a beeline for the trees. Not northwest in the direction you were heading, but closer to north. Um, the footprints are... The ones closest to you are deep gouges and heavy prints as if someone's been sort of scrambling up from hands and knees Mm. and then at a point it looks like it's more footsteps. You get about 10-15 metres away from the ship before they become spread out and wider and deeper as if someone was running. And the direction they went, is that the direction that Sanskrit is? Would I know? Sanskrit is probably a little bit uh, closer to northwest, whereas these are due north, basically to the closest point of the trees, which still look a fair couple of kilometres away. 
Oh yeah, take out the compass and make note of what direction mm -hmm. that leads in, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna head back into the inside of the ship, sit down by myself, and take out my journal and start again, like mm -hmm. scribbling, scratching, mm -hmm. and just yeah. Okay. Okay. Zoning out. <laughs> Well, I'm sort of not quite watching her, but kind of sat there. I'm also gonna take out my book and just sort of flick through and mm -hmm. keep an eye between. Yeah, flicking. Okay. Mm. Okay. How is Astra doing now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Bubba still yeah. pulling it onto yeah. his yeah. Oh, Okay. Um, it's been a little while. Astra would have like yeah. untangled himself. He's not spoken yeah. yet. Um, he's sort of gathering himself. Away from everybody, mm. hold like. Yeah, well, then let him go. Just, like, okay. <laughs> his hands in his bag, holding on to, to like things, and just trying to focus himself and breathe. Definitely shaken. Ren is having, having walked away from the camp or from the the group. Um, he's walking as far as he can, where he can still clearly see them. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't want to lose track of where they are just in case but he gets for a while he takes a few moments for himself just to calm down after that fight um and then he's gonna stop get down on his knees clasp his hands and pray to Bahamut for guidance okay is this the right track that i'm on am i mm -hmm. doing the right thing here <laughs> lifts the mask and wipes an arm across his face mm -hmm. and pulls it back down again you don't hear any response, but you do feel just a, a brief sense of calm and respite after communing with your deity for the first time in a while. And yeah, while nothing comes back to you, there is a, a very small weight lifted off your shoulders and just the solace of a comfortable place away from home, which is your communion with Bahamut. Feeling this, I pull myself together. I get back to my feet, mm -hmm. and I cross back to the group immediately. Mm -hmm. I is Astra still on the ground? Mm -hmm. um, hold out a hand for Astra. Here, get up. Astra just shuts his bag down again. Takes the hand. Stand up. Towers over him. <laughs> <laughs> You, it's become obvious to me at this point, don't fight. It's what I've been trying to do. If you're staying with us, you're going to find yourself in increasingly dangerous situations. Do you understand that? I do. I know each of us has our own reason for being here. And I'm sure none of them are going to leave down a particularly safe road. Especially not what I'm trying to do. If you're staying, I'm not asking you to raise a weapon, but Ren unbuttons the leather coat and mm -hmm. shrugs it off and holds it out to Astra. Mm -hmm. This is going to provide you better protection than what you're wearing. Just. Mm -hmm until we can reach a place that we can find you something more durable. What about you? 
I'm fine. I have pulls down his shirt. There's chainmail underneath. I will be fine. Please, just... We need to stick together. And we don't want to lose anyone. Right? Thank you. He takes the coat and mm-hmm. tries it on. It's a bit of an odd fit, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's too short for him. I'm strangely cropped on already. <laughs> Have you, so have you got leather armor as well as? I was chain? wearing leather armor and chainmail. Okay, okay. For so the aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> so if you add leather armor, so I believe that's um, eleven plus your dex. Oh my god! But you'd have to check. Well, it will add to your armor class when you add it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Myself. I'll just do it. Um, um, Ren is have... left in. Uh, Ren is left in a white, nice quality undershirt. Laces up the front and up the sleeves. He's got his two leather mm-hmm. um, braces on still, yeah. and you can see the chainmail sticking out from underneath mm-hmm. the shirt now. Just it's pretty gross looking because it's been through a lot of not braces. I'm assuming he's got like an undershirt as well, because otherwise, oh, the chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a slip underneath yeah. the chainmail. So I'm just going to assume it's <coughs> leather light armor. Yes, light leather armor. So yeah, you can wear that as your class. Oh my god. That should you don't have to you. equip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait a um, <clears throat> Give me a whole second. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> 12. 12 AC. <laughs> it's something. Um, okay, there's one better. Yeah, yeah. I it's because it's slightly it. too small. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it the doesn't quite fit around your shoulders and yeah. sleeves are too short. Yeah. Uh, Elise is still inside, I assume. So am I. Oh, oh yeah, I thought I you were on the top deck. I thought you were sat at, at the There's edge. There's not really I'm much of the deck left. There's like maybe a, like I two meters. I think you can hear me and see Elise. <coughs> Could I? Uh, I'm not. I'm not out. I'm just like <coughs> at the opposite end of it to Elise, sort of giving her space and. Yeah, there's like like enough space, but it's. It's not. Area. It's probably like like four meters wide by two meters deep into the into the ship. Okay. I'm not really paying attention to what fine. you're doing, yeah. Yeah. but. You haven't fair. got the. No. But yeah, like, it's like shorn off. Either, okay. Okay. They are cool. separate to the coat. So okay. you've got the coat and I've got them strapped on cool. separately. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I told you we shouldn't have interrupted somebody's home. Elise said it wasn't their home. How did she know? Well, How it's obvious that... Well, city not still on the ground. Like, it's obvious she knows something about this. <sighs> she said she was headed this way anyway when she joined us. Um... Calling down from the ship. Just give her some time. Flicking through the I think still. it's best that we do give her some time and then find out if there's anything we can do to help her. And then, if not, we can try and hot foot it to Sanskrit because this, this area is a little <clears throat> too much for the group of us, I think. How are you feeling? You seem quite upset earlier. You just said that you weren't doing this anymore and that you wouldn't do this again. I'm fine. You sure? Because it kind of seemed like you were about to leave. (coughs) And I I don't think we would want that. I wouldn't want that. (laughs) I had some guidance. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Mm. Is everyone else okay? Are you feeling better? Still very sore about you see like he sits very stiffly, mm. like kind of hunched over. Still the wounds have sore. knitted up, but it is raw, tender, pink flesh. I, I could do with some rest. But we can rest. 
I don't know how far, how fast you guys want to reach the location. I so think when I wanna slow you down. Give Elise some time. We can rest while she investigates this area. Fine. Okay. Thank you. I would like to just check where we are and see if this would be a decent place to camp if it comes to it. I mean, given the fact that you've got cover yeah. from this thing, and then the other side is like backed up into a hill, it's probably a place. good place as any before um, before getting into the tree line. And you estimate probably three, four hours away at a normal pace. You could make it there by night. I mean, it's, it's midday pretty much. To the top of the next? Uh, no, to the tree line, to the end oh, of the okay. hill. Mm. But the tree line we saw from a distance was the start of the mangrove swamp. Yeah, which is which dangerous. Is dangerous, part. <laughs> yeah. Um, Danger zone. <laughs> Danger zone. In which case, it looks like this might be our last safe spot <coughs> before we enter the mangroves, and well, we're warned about those. Yeah, I don't want to enter that area like we are right now. <laughs> no. Alright, everyone, sit tight. I'm going to see what I can add to our map and. We'll wait for Elise. Yeah. Would you like a hand with that? Sure. Okay, if you make another perception check. Ronald, um, Elise has another map that I gave her. Maybe talk to her about it afterwards. Sure. I suppose I've become the map guy. Um, perception. Can I potentially, as um, like my background thing, I have a very good memory for maps and geography, which means I would remember the entire way that we came. You have been sketching out as you've been going, mm-hmm. um, so you wouldn't really like need to. The previous, whenever you haven't. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, no. For for this one, uh, it's uh, like retroactively the last couple of hours that you've been doing. Okay. So this check would be for the last couple of hours. So if you want to give advantage, mm-hmm. that will help. So we're mm-hmm. counting this as a short rest now, then. If you like, yeah. It's That's fourteen either way. Okay. 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 Yeah, because one of my things is I've got a good memory for maps and geography, mm-hmm. and I remember everywhere that I look at. Okay. So I um, would like to sit with Astra at the highest vantage point mm-hmm. we can get to and just put in as many details as we can because we didn't do one yesterday. Okay. Okay. Because it's only everything went then. Yeah. Yeah. So make an intelligence check then to remember everything with advantage because Astra is helping with his specific knowledge. Intelligence. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. You feel like pretty accurate. You're able to trace back all the points that you've been. Okay. All the features and landmarks. Hmm. You've got a fair amount done. Totting it up, this is, this is a couple of hundred gold. Right. Already. Mm-hmm. If not, maybe close to a thousand. This is a decent amount of gold. If we want to get somewhere we can hand this back over, we can be done with this. We don't have to finish it. How would you want to do that? Well, I doubt there is somebody in Sanskrit. No, I don't imagine there's anybody in Sanskrit considering this place is uncharted, but the next town, city over, in any direction. If that's what you want to do it for, the gold, then we can do that. Well, not after the gold, but I do need to keep moving that way anyway. Why are you doing it then? I'll tell you another time. Just like a hobby? I... Let's roll with that. No, because that means that you're just going along with it for the sake of ending a conversation. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Lean down and keep keep mapping. The map's harder. <laughs> map's harder. <laughs> <clears throat> Can Sarah be expect- inspecting rather than manticores? 
Yeah, absolutely. Make an investigation check. I wanna be a manacle, baby! <laughs> 21. Okay, they are terrifying to look at, but you find the joins between the reptilian wings, the scorpion-like tail, the feline body, and then this bizarre, twisted, humanoid head. You find rows of spines coming out, almost like a lion's mane, with this little, like crest, this crown, which goes down this ridge along its back, pushing out the fur, and then thickening and morphing into the scorpion-like tail. Where the tail is, you see this cluster of barbs, which are held on loosely, and you figure this is what fired out each one about four, five, six inches long. So could those be like salvaged? And you feel and pull and pops off easily. Cool. Can I take a few of those then? Yes, there are 18 of them on one and there are 24 on the other. Mm. It's, not, it's not hard to collect. Sarah, you can just sack full of bobs. <laughs> you can pull, pull them off. They come off easily. Well, that is for no maths. Equal plus twenty-four. You think? Yeah. Forty-two. It's like um like a a large pouch full size worth of bobs. You can do forty-two manticore bobs, cereal. Hurry, <laughs> P-Bob, you're a real one. What was the niece gonna do with a bag full of ears? <laughs> so many things. <laughs> um, Not anymore. At least this is useful. The hand now. <laughs> It's a little bit bloated. Oh. Oh, no. Gross, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and like soggy, it's like. I'm not bringing the hand, don't worry. <laughs> are, you, are you checking over any other parts of the body? Yeah, just sort of looking over both of them. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tariel disconnects and weeps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you feel like, like the paws, and the paws themselves are about as big as your head. Um, you would like push back like the fold of skin, and this like black onyx curved claw comes out. Still, you realise, crusted with blood, and put it back. Uh, you sort of look at the face, and it is this huge, humongous, twisted face. One resembling a man, one resembling a woman, but twisted and curved, and elements of feline, and elements of reptilian. The eyes bulging where they shouldn't, and slitted, double lidded where there would be a hairline, just rows and rows and rows of spikes. It was their nest, they made a home! <laughs> <laughs> so bad! Very annihilation. Wasn't their home? Yeah. It was no. their home, they were living there. No, fuck them. <laughs> I don't want them. Yeah. nothing good. <laughs> I've got more shit. The tail itself was probably about that thick. Maybe like that at its thinnest. Mm-hmm. Big and meaty and they bad. smell fucking bad. But now I got a bag of poison spines. <laughs> nice. Mm. And you don't feel poisoned at all. So you you imagine, and you don't see any poison sacs on them or something. Oh, okay. Cool. It's just that they pierce and hurt. Right. Okay. So you not can stab necessarily somebody. poison. Their nature's crossbow bolts. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I should do a big avoid of looking at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big avoid of like that area. Yeah. They're very light. You imagine they're probably hollow. And when you pull the other ones out, when uh, a bomb, you know, if they're they're hollow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, they were easy enough to get out. Yeah, and they, you imagine they probably had to be hollow in order to fly to be shot out. Maybe we can sell them as potion ingredients or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll weapon out of them. Potentially. Could incorporate it to some armor if we ever make some. Mm. Mm. 
you imagine it might be better for an arrow, potentially, an arrow or a bolt, given that they're fairly fragile, but are very lightweight and mm -hmm. probably easy to attach to stuff. Oh. And given that they're hollow, you might be able to attack, put something in them. Oh, we could make a coat out of them so that we're like spiky and no one will come near Absolutely. us. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, 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 it's the don't touch me coat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what Ren wants. <laughs> um, I eventually close the book, um, wipe my face and stand up and I'm going to climb back up to the top deck mm -hmm. again and I want to go back to the cage. Mm -hmm. It's um, just like like a little bit of the cage, mm -hmm. as it seems to have been on the foremast, um, been dangling down off it, and there are about four or five struts of it, which are splayed outwards mm -hmm. and pushed out and covered in this black scorch marks. And the rest of it, you you know, maybe bigger than this. This isn't the whole thing. Yeah, is missing. Can I can I rip a piece of it off? Uh, make a strength it? check. It's like it's metal struts. Okay. Or could I use Firebolt and like burn uh, through a bit of it and try to like you can try rip a bit away. So you'd probably have a better chance, to be honest, pulling at it and just like, loosening it. I'll use my dagger as well, and I'll just yeah, try yeah. and yeah, make a strength check. Okay. Ooh, um, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, it takes you about a minute. Okay. You get it where it's attached into the mask itself at its weakest point, and basically just. Jimmy it back and forth. You manage to pull a bit off and you've got about a 40 centimeter strut of this copper, um, uh, not, a, not a beam, but like a, just copper strip of metal, about an inch wide and um, half an inch thick. Cool, put that in my and Twisted and scorched and blackened. Um, okay, yeah, I put that in my backpack for now and then which would I be able to reach like the side of the ship to carve something into it if I climb back? Yeah, down? yeah. There's a little bit of yeah, yeah. You, you you could definitely do that. You could reach the hole from the outside. There's probably like, or what would like, be the most visible to someone if they approached the ship? Like depends on what angle. That that would be probably one of your best places. Mm -hmm. Like the side hole of the ship. There's like a couple of meters square uh, where you could inscribe something in. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna then like hop down there and I take out my, well I've already got my dagger, and I start just carving into the side of the ship like as big as I can. A symbol of a, a raised hand mm -hmm. with a diamond okay. in the middle and on the top of the middle finger what looks like a sun. Takes you a couple minutes but you're able to get there. You work out after a while but your dagger probably isn't the best and pull out the, the copper strut, it's actually a lot better for digging okay. into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah it, leaves, it leaves like, like a wider mm -hmm. gouge. We see her do this. Yeah, yeah, you see. Seeing Elise come out, I'm gonna roll up the map and come back down. <clears throat> Astra will follow you. So there was never a star, was there? No, of course not. And you were expecting this? Not exactly like this, but. Yeah, I guess. So this fell out of the sky? Yep. Okay. You Forgive me for not knowing that much about ships, but I, I tend to sail on water and not air. Have you never heard of an airship? Make an arcana joke. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, 15. No. Nothing more than the tales of fancy, maybe, but... In, in children's stories? 
This is one, or it was one. And you knew them, or knew of them? I, I told you I was looking for an artifact. These people were the last people to have been known to have that artifact. I was hoping it would be here. It would be here, but it's not, and neither are they. But they went in that direction, and I point. Someone went in that direction, which right. is relatively near to Sanskara, so I'm, I don't expect all of you to come with me, but oh, no, we I am going. Just tell us what we can do to help. Where are we looking next, Sanskara? I... It's slightly off. You know, Sanskara is northwest, and the tracks led initially north. Mm. They... I mean, they may have curved around, but it didn't seem as though they headed directly towards Sanskrit, but it's in the same general direction, and I, like, point, and if you've still got the map out, I'll, yeah. like, yeah, gesture and mark and everything. Well, I was just saying to Astra, we've done enough of this map now to make it worthwhile. Really? I look at it. Ah. You've covered Maybe a fair bit. 800, 900 gold pieces. Yeah. So, let's go after them. See what we can find for you. Are you sure? Is everyone in agreement? Can we all hear it? Sure all You're all pretty close. Yeah. Close by. Okay. We're willing to help Elise? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So as long as she tells us what's going on. When we camp tonight, perhaps. I, I pretty much just told you everything I know. <laughs> well, I Could mean, you tell us anything about this artifact you're looking for? Not really. Not many people know much about it. And rather than just running into a situation without telling us anything. It might have been beneficial to know this might be here beforehand. Yeah, you're probably right, but I never expected to be coming here with other people. Well, good thing you, you did. did. Now. Yeah. But um yeah, right now I just I still need to just focus. Sorry. And I get back to carving. <laughs> mm. All right. I say we Camp here. I don't think there's any. Is it like afternoon? Oh uh, yeah, it's early yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to find a better spot than this for tonight. If we head towards the water, can we but take I mean, a look out in the sort of upcoming horizon mm -hmm. to see yeah. if there is anything like slightly closer that might be suitable? I mean, there are similar-sized hills. Most of them are flattening out by this point. You see patches of woodland of where bushes are sort of coming out of the water and forming half. Like solitary trees sort of poking out, kind of like curled, gnarled hands coming out of the surface of the water. A couple of low-lying hills, but this this provides more cover than many of the rest of them, but conversely it does stand out. We can hold it down. I mean, there's actual shelter in there and I gesture to the like inside mm. of the... There's a couple of meters space. You could fit in tightly into the hold level. <laughs> and there was only one bed. <laughs> there was only one bed. There was only one broken airship. <laughs> and there were roommates. <laughs> were oh my god, they were roommates. <laughs> we could settle and then leave at first light this time. Yeah. Um, as I finish carving the hand, I'm going to start carving in runes. Yeah, you see at least carving in, in a language you do not recognise. So, camp. Sure. Can someone make a yeah. fire? Is there enough, well, far enough away from the airship that we're not setting it on fire? Do you want to check the tree? There's a sort of overhang which is covered 
Okay. By the by, it coming out of the hill, yeah. and you could go underneath that eventually. Astro busies himself by getting collecting wood from the ship. Yeah, it's very just, easy to pull it apart. It just makes a fire with his yeah. vegetation. There are pretty much loose planks mm-hmm. everywhere. It looks like these creatures are sort of in the process of tearing it apart even more. He also cleans the coat. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This skanky ass coat is <laughs> brand new. Let him Makes direct eye contact with Ren as he pressed the digitations. The coat. <laughs> no, he, he hasn't got that attitude at the moment. He's just like, oh, if That's fair. Mm-hmm. We can check the towards the trees if you want to see if there's any more signs of. Yeah, that might be. It's a couple of hours. Oh. Walk probably towards the full tree line. I mean, you could walk there and back before, um, before nightfall. Mm. Unless you're talking about the couple of little isolated trees which are starting to crop up out of the water. No, I meant like having a stroll in the direction of the where you pointed just to see if there's see anything else at least can find on the ground or... Actually, yeah, I think I will do that. Okay, okay. If anyone wants to join me, I am coming with you. With you. Okay. Make a survival check with advantage then. So you're basically following the tracks. Ooh, um, 19 I think. Okay. okay. My steps. They come yeah, 19. in and out, patches where the wall, the ground is too muddy and they've basically just turned into nothing. Um, and then there are patches where the footprints are filled up with water. Mm-hmm. Clearly not old, maybe a couple of days at most, two, three days. Right. You walk for an hour and a half, following them as close as you can. You pass these outcroppings of trees with low-hanging canopies and basically just completely isolated not in big patches just the ones and twos occasionally with these wide widespread root systems which almost match the um like uh, the spread of the canopy above Mm. um as you get closer you see creatures inside looking out at you a couple of lizards and wind creatures which take flight as you get close Mm. after a point the gaps between the tracks are getting harder and they're getting larger and larger. The tracks are getting harder to find as the water becomes marshier and wetter. Okay. And basically only where they track up onto slightly elevated or drier ground are you able to really clearly track them. But the direction is pretty constant. There's points where the tracks weave past a tree mm. or curve around the base of a hill, but by and large are going north directly to the tree line. Is there any way to tell generally what race the people who moved away from the ship are? You can tell them maybe roughly humanoid. Okay. Like as in they're, as in like like, a, like maybe like human, half elf. These are um, boot prints you know, basically, not like Yeah, yeah as in they're not small like a gnomes yeah. uh, or a halflings and they're not huge like a goliath. Okay. They're similar size to yours. Okay. <clears throat> Clearly a medium sized creature in a mechanical term. Yep. I think this is as far as we're going to get without walking into a marsh, so maybe Agreed. we should cut our losses here. I don't know much about tracking, but can you tell how old these are? With that score, mm, two days. Yeah. With leeway over the day. Or three days. So I think two, three days, something like that. They, I, I guess, mm. could they have made it all the way to Sanskrit or something? I'm just now? wondering. The ranger in the village said that the star fell more than just a few days ago, right? Yes, he did. So whoever this was, was perhaps camping out at the ship. Yeah. 
Which means and then those creatures attacked, and that's probably and they fled. Right, it's something. We can head that way tomorrow. Yeah. Let's head back. I don't want to leave them to get in trouble. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, it's fine. This right. is something you have to pursue. Then we pursue it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ren turns on his heel and just yeah. starts strolling back. I'm the rest gonna of you lag behind him a little bit and walk slower. Okay. Okay. So the rest of you are alone for about three hours while these two go out and um, track the footprints. Are you doing anything during this time? I would like to try and commune with my book. Okay, okay. Let me go a wisdom check. Only a nine. You don't feel anything come back to you. You're in a place devoid of the latent energy that you know that your powers feed off. Mm-hmm. Astra's been plucking at his leer this time. Mm-hmm. He got his leer out over the loop. At that, you feel a stronger presence. I move closer to Astra. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing song arrest, so if anyone's expending their hit dice, you can get an extra 1d6 of hit points. Mm-hmm. We're going to be taking a long rest. It doesn't cost me anything anyway. Uh, so. oh, okay. You find, as you're about to close your book and finish your communion, the first notes of music start echoing off, and you feel a slight resistance in the in the leather-bound pages, and it pushes your hands up ever so slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I look surprised and quite pleased, and you just you feel compelled. So just leave it open. I just sort of place it in my lap and angle myself a little bit towards where the music's coming from. Mm-hmm. And just close my eyes. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm singing a sylvan again. Now I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I kind of hum along with you. Mm-hmm. A bead of <laughs> in the humidity, a bead of sweat drips off your brow. Rolls down the page and darkens as it reaches the crease of the book, and this droplet of ink rolls down the crease and then sinks into the pages. I can't wait to read into you. What's that? It's just my book. What is it about? It's just what I keep my spells and whatnot. You look and his book is just soaking wet. Did you write that yourself? Yeah. I suppose you could say that somewhat. So, interesting read. I didn't know you were a writer. Not really paying attention to you. (laughs) Too transfixed and like... (laughs) (laughs) For Bolo, he's not sure he gets what you you mean anyway. It's like, book, wet book. Yeah. <laughs> I think specifically like how to word what the songs are about. It's literally they are love songs, but they are lost love songs. Oh. Of um, they speak of trees, forests, and a love that can't be. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just en enjoying knowing what the fuck you're saying now. <laughs> it's been bothering me so much this entire time. <laughs> just like the sky is beginning to change colour. The blue shifting to purples and shades of orange. As you see, the figures of Renard, followed shortly after by Elise, on the top of the hill, just at the top of your vision, near the ship. I'm going to hang back a bit as like Renard walks forward and just kind of steady myself on a tree and stare up at the wreckage. And just... mm -hmm. okay. wait there for a few minutes. Okay. We've seen Elise and Renard coming. Yeah, you've seen okay. them coming. Whilst I'm singing then, I'm going to be staring at Elise and also casting Healing Wood because I promised I would do that every night. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if you feel anything from it, but... Yeah, you feel the magic. <laughs> course through you like this sort of like glistening glimmer like I just kind of yeah. take effect over your shoulder like, yeah I'm like okay it's okay <laughs> spooked by magic <laughs> okay where can I see where they've like set up camp to sleep like next to the ship uh, basically underneath the ship because the ship's coming out of the hill so yeah. there's a little bit of space below it oh, okay that works then mm -hmm. cool well it depends if you want to sleep underneath the ship or in the hole. Yeah, I was assuming we would sleep in the hole because it's like fucking yeah. shelter. Manticore poop. <laughs> she just doesn't want to go in there. Oh, you could fine. you could do the area underneath. It's covered. Okay. Um. Cool. It is damp. There is surface water around. And Bobble and Cecily is kind of like trying to scope out an area mm. for the camp, and he just like concentrates and yeah. uses shape water to. Yeah part the water and make it less swampy. Yes. You see all of it just move out and then sink down into the ground. And it's five feet at a, at a time, but he just uses it over and over. Yeah, yeah, you can take it like over a minute and just dry out the entire area. You see the mud crack and clearly dry out and some bits of it like, like crumble when you have a completely dried area out. Yeah, just moving his hands trying to move this stuff. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Um, so oh, this is where we're sleeping? Tips his hair. <laughs> I think so. Cool, I want to try something. And I take out the battered old research notebook and I flick through. You can see it's like, there's like, literally like burn marks and like watermarks all over it. And it's just like so old and tatty. And there's even like, some pages have been ripped out and some other pages have been stuffed in from other books. Yeah. There's like writing and drawings and diagrams and stuff in other languages. Mm. And it's mm. eclectic. And I just like flick through until I find notes on mm. um how to cast an alarm spell as a ritual yeah and i like remember watching him do that and i try to cast it myself in this area how big of a radius can alarm be because i can do that now okay choose an area within a range so you have to be within 30 feet of it it has to be no larger than 20 foot cube okay the piece of wire is like it's thematic, like yeah, you use that to cast it, but you don't need to string it up, and that, so it won't necessarily do just a horizontal perimeter. It is the whole cube. So if someone enters that twenty-foot cube, um, including like up and down. Yes, yeah, it's a cube. It's not. It's not just a square. Yeah, you designate creatures that won't set off the alarm. Choose whether choose whether it's mental or audible. Oh, a mental alarm alerts you with a ping in your mind if you're yeah. in one mile. Just out loud. It takes 10 minutes and Elise is focused on herself and her actions and marks some notations out on the dust and then pulls some things up and you see this 
almost this wall of dim light spring into place and then just hang around you, covering the area that you're in and sort of sinking into the hill back as well. And you were able to touch it and move through it. But you feel as they do, you feel you feel something go off in your mind. And then you concentrate on the hand going through it and you 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 recognise them and you recognise them within the spell. And yeah, you set up a boundary. Mm-hmm. And any of us can move through this, but if anybody else does, I'll hear it, and I'll wake up. Thank you. Good work. I've never done that before. Impressive. <laughs> um, but I still, I still have something else I need to do. Sure. Um, before you do that, I just want to say that when we were fighting today, I think if any one of us hadn't been there, I would have gone horribly differently. Yeah. So. I think we're starting to make a good team. And uh, I agree. In future, if there's anywhere we're approaching and any of us know anything about it in particular, perhaps we talk about it beforehand. Yeah. We can go into situations better prepared and... I mean, I didn't know that this was exactly what I was going to find. I didn't even know that it was going to be this. I was just... Hoping. It's okay, but even a suggestion, something could go horribly wrong otherwise. I'm going to sleep. Let's leave first thing, first light tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. In addition to the alarm, does anyone stay on watch? Um, yep. I'm going to go up to the top deck again. I'm going to do bag business and journaling first. So who's on the first one? So you are and you are. Okay. You head up and by this time, the sky is replete with oranges and reds and purples, and it's a, it's a beautiful sight. As again, for one last time, it reflects off the water. You see the orange light, the campfire swelling and growing, and hear the low chit chat of your allies, your companions, your friends down below. And look out over the landscape, and you look at how far you've come, and you realise you can't even see how far you've trekked and then you turn back and you look and you see now dark the tree line and how close it is how close the next step of your journey is and something unknown and scary but thrilling and you you feel all of you shaken by the events of the past 24 hours but then consider how much you've accomplished and how much you've beaten back and you still stand and draw breath at the end of the day and steal yourself and as the sun just dips beyond the horizon you know that you're ready to take the next step forward into what the mangrove swamps and beyond are waiting for you okay make a perception check 21 uh eight Cassian is not paying attention. Cassian He's looking is. at Elise. <laughs> Cassian is. Still reading. Really <laughs> uh, you look out mm, over the way that you came, you don't see anything, and then whichever of you is looking the other way, mm, you hear a splash behind you, and you look out and you see nothing but the closest tree, maybe 50 metres <coughs> And you look out and there's a log floating in the stream and you look closely and you see that it's, it's a reptile 
It's moving slower. Not towards you, but sort of parallel. Just so that I go crocodile. <laughs> Looks crocodilian. <laughs> Oof, that's a good word, crocodilian. I don't know if that's a real word, but I like it. I like yeah, that. It's a real word. That's a JD original. <laughs> I'll yeah, stand up and go to look and see. Doesn't seem to. He, it's either not notice you or isn't paying you any mind. But it's a good 40 to 50 meters away, just cruising its own business. Yeah. Something bothering you? You see it come out of the water and taking some slow steps away from you, so there's a body of water between okay. it and you. Just wandering off. There's a crocodile out there, but it doesn't seem to give much of a shit about us, so. Yeah. Don't think it could take us in a fight, so I'm not fussed. No. Mm-hmm. You feel alright? Yep. Yeah, there's just more I have to do now. But at least this thing was here. Mm. Not completely destroyed yet. Yeah. I'm gonna go sit, um, like leaning against the the metal cage thing, mm-hmm. and I just wanna. I will. Yeah, I'll take out my journal and I'll sketch what it looks like in this condition Okay. Um, and then I'll take out my arcane focus and just kind of again sit there as, as you pull out it. it's glowing with a bright blue light can I see if I expend like say first level spell slot can I pour that amount of magic into it and see if even just the remnant of the cage will react to it. Yeah, yeah. You reach out and close your eyes and contact the place that you know this sorcery comes from. And you pour it out, your veins bold, your hand goes blue. <laughs> it soars into the focus and you feel yourself, your face lit up with blue light. And then you feel almost like holding two magnets near each other. This pull, you're resting mm-hmm. up against the, against the remains of this cage. You look behind you and you feel your hand's being pulled to it. You're, you're able to resist it, you're able to pull it away. But as it, as you pull it closer, it does glow brighter. I'll, the um, sparks dance off your hand. Like tie the chain around my wrist and just let. Okay, he just, he just floats up and drifts over towards our sides. It's at an angle like that, basically. I keep writing in the journal. Okay. Making notes. Okay. Can I, since we're about to take a long rest, I might as well, I want to expand the second level spell slot and see if that does anything different. Okay. Pour more magic in and a crackle of electricity (laughs) cracks off it and (laughs) hits a point behind you. You look and part of the mast is blackened and smoking. In the same spidery veins or tree branch pattern that you see covering the entire ship, but much larger. Cool. <laughs> Is Elise doing all this making noise? <laughs> that would have made noise. Okay, Ren's going to wake up in an absolute <laughs> to. So sorry. Ren just <laughs> wake up, just sit bolt upright, and <laughs> oh, I can't see up you, to yeah. my feet, sword out. Mm-hmm. And I step out of the, the boundary and look for what it was. Mm-hmm. 
You I'm see Elise, her face bathed in blue light. And probably skin cracked with mm. the like glowing veins. Mm-hmm. Eyes like arcane focus in her hand, well tied off her wrist, it. just floating in midair. <sighs> that was loud. No response. <laughs> Isn't it time you went to bed? Do we all see her like this? Then? If you all went up, up, yeah. Most loud. Yeah. And everybody. You see it reflected in her eyes and just transfixed. Is she okay? No You've been up there with her the entire time. <laughs> no, I'm asking the others. I'm just. See if they know what this is. I'm pretty cool with this. <laughs> this is just like. Magic star. This Whoops. is just like, yes, do your weird experiments. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just practicing or something, but. I'll just let her experiment with her own magics. It's no big deal. Okay. So she's when we can't sleep. Hmm. Your watch is almost up anyway. And the spell begins to fade and the arcane focus floats back down into my hand. And after like a few minutes, all the effects on my body like dissipate and I just kind of <sighs> Enjoying yourself? You just find us all staring at you, yeah. all standing around me, like Loki at the end of the Avengers, like... Yeah. <laughs> Astro, stay down. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't expecting that to make any noise, sorry. And I just get yeah, up and I'll just go back down. Go to sleep, I'll take a second watch. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I think, yeah, I'll go back to sleep. Is anyone else taking a second watch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Make a perception check, both of you. That's just finishing the journal now and just is asleep again. Seven. Okay, you don't see anything on that. Damn it. <laughs> but nothing sets off your alarm. Okay. Ren has bed head and looks really annoyed to be awake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You sleep in a little bit longer to compensate the time. Yeah, I'm not going to sleep tonight, I'm just going to meditate. Okay. You can still get your rest back from that. Okay. Four hours of meditation, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Okay. So. I think I possibly know you the least, Sarah. Can you tell me anything about yourself? Do you want to? Not particularly. Are you hiding any secrets like the airship? Doesn't everyone have secrets? Well, Isn't everyone entitled? I'm not... I'm not attacking you. I'm just... tired. Where do you come from? A long way away. Right. And after we've helped Elise, is there anything we can help you with? I don't think so. Is there anything we can help you with? Um, well... You said you're looking for a missing person. Well, I'm looking for a company of mercenaries. Not my own, obviously. I'm looking for the... You were there when Captain Carl's talked about it. The weeping eye. Mm. I don't think we're going to find them in Sanskrit, but it's worth asking everyone. Is it someone they've taken that you're looking for? It's just a job. Now who's being invasive? <laughs> well, there's two who can play at that game, can't they? Mm-hmm. Fine, I'm going to walk down to the other end of the deck and sit there. And both respectively watch the black of night shift to deep blues, to a lighter, to the very faint glimmer of orange, just on the skyline before the sun breaks its first few rays 
end of the day. And shortly after, light floods the entire vista. You hear the sounds of the party beneath browsing. It's first light, we should get moving. Um, yeah, I'm up and I'm already like climbing back up onto the top deck. Mm-hmm. Back to the cage and just kind of standing next to it, staring at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you good? I think so. I'm going to say a few words before we get on the limbs. Actually, I'm to the cage. You seem rather taken. Oh! I mean, I feel like I've done everything I need to do. Astra, if you don't mind, I saw earlier how you could fix Cassie's clothing. Could you help me fix mine? there's holes in my oh, overalls now. Them, I can make them clean, but it's Cassian that's... Oh, sorry. He's the one that can fix them. Still don't get a hold of all of this magic line around. He's a famous sailor, you know. I also just have a spell that can do it for me. Do you think... Would you mind? Oh, sure. I'll just... Be so kind. Do mending a few times on you. you watch the dungarees just... <laughs> stitch back together. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is that how you put things together in your shop? No, we do it by hand. Thank you very much. You're welcome. The wound does feel stronger today, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it hurts to fully put your arm across. And he's just happy that like, his overalls are fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Don't worry about me, protect the overalls. Bobbidum <laughs> <laughs> and Cassian have more in common than you think. <laughs> Cassian can decorate them for you if you oh. ask him. <laughs> they're, they're already decorated, aren't they? You have they a sunflower. Have sunflower. Yeah. Yeah, but I can put. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna be like Ranstone Farmer. I was like, Ranstone Farmer. Cassian just pulls out a fantasy bedazzler. Right, so what's the plan? There's a strong chance we'll reach the mangroves in a couple of hours. We need some way to cross them. They'd said to make a raft, right? Shall we? We can make is, one out of the wood here. But also, Isra said that we should go straight through rather than going around edges, or...? You know that you're fairly close to the middle of it, mm. and you're probably in a good place, as opposed to, like, moving to the shoreline. Mm. Yes, yeah, so why not salvage the woods <coughs> from this and make a boat of some description? I know nothing about making rafts, but it sounds like a good idea. If anyone else has, I don't know, magic I mean, or something that... I mean, I've helped fix the roof on the farm and a couple of other stuff, but that's not really about but something, I guess. I think it's more a case of ropes and... Would my proficiency in a certain type of vehicle translate <laughs> to... Probably, <laughs> I mean, it would, it would come into help in knowing how to lash things together, mm-hmm. um, in how to make a raft, Probably not specifically, but you, there in are many skills years which are, in a coastal city. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there are skills which are transferable yeah. for certain. And we you know are what helping. Her. Yeah, yeah. All together, you could probably um, pull something together if you have that. Mm-hmm. If you have your experience of um, of helping build stuff on the farm. Farm knowledge. Farm <laughs> in a coastal city. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what boats are supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can salvage some wood from the wreckage. And use that. Quite. Right. Yeah. And then just drag it along to the swamps. Yeah. 
I'm sure between six of us we can probably carry it. Exactly. Are you specifically wanting to follow the prince you went after yesterday? Yes, if you don't mind. I I don't expect you all to come with me. I'm not gonna say you have to come with me. If but we no one wants want to go, to I'll go on here. here. I don't want yeah. to leave any of us here. And yeah. that way heads to the mangroves anyway. Are these people that you're after dangerous? Not to me, and therefore not to you. Okay. I just want to make sure, I certainly wouldn't want you going on your own, something dangerous. Assuming that they're the people I think they are, they're then not dangerous to me. Okay. To yes. us? If you're my allies, then, then they're your allies too. How Fine. many of them would we be looking for? I reckon about five, five, six people. There were probably more, but I don't know how many of them were here. Right, well, no use just hanging around here, looking glum. <laughs> materials. And I just Raft. start, yeah, okay. trying to find any wood that looks easy okay, to Okay, so if someone <coughs> wants to make an intelligence check to determine how best to make this. Would I have just got a good intelligence. Like... Go for it. Twelve. Okay. Okay. Can I aid with my knowledge of yeah, I'll tell you how to you tie can, things you together? You can give advantage. Okay. Fourteen. <laughs> okay, okay. And now, who wants to lead in putting it together? Not me. <laughs> well, I guess I'll... Yeah. Okay, so make, make a problem yeah. together. Yes. Okay, make a dexterity check with advantage. Um... 18. 18, okay. It takes you about three, four hours to pull off all the bits of wood that you can, arrange them into a pile, you bring them up to the top of the hill where you can see them when you're not cramped. You're able to pull off lines and lines of rope from the ship. You're able to rip out some of the linen just in case. And between the six of you, some taking more advisory roles, so I'm getting a bit more stuck in. You're able to cobble something together. You lash together what is probably a uh, two by more well, three by four meter raft. It's not ideal. It's not um, comfortable sailing, but you're able to put up some little posts on the corners where you can lash things to if need be. You're able to f fashion basically a um like a punting stick to them to push you along you can't really make oars as such mm -hmm. or you've got two long uh spurs that you can use to propel yourself through if we need to pull ourselves through the swamp i could technically use my whip as well potentially okay potentially yeah and you can can your that thing you did with the water yesterday yeah can you maybe like propel us with it um, I think you can change the flow of water in a five-foot cube. Yeah. So you could technically be at the back, like casting, like just continually. Like a tiny motor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I could use, could I use gust as well to just. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a sail, so that probably wouldn't help. I know. Much. I mean, like sitting on the back of the boat and like shooting the wind. It could, but, mm -hmm. okay. but maybe yeah. not loads. Yeah, I think I could. Mm. Yeah, like obviously they're both cantrips, we'll so it's not fast, like. But. Yeah, it's not a lot of power. Yeah. But it'd be something. And combined with everything else, might work. Okay. Right, so we just need to carry this that way. Yeah. Is this where you want to go? Yes. 
<coughs> Should we do one last check for the map? We might as well get the last. <coughs> sure, yeah. Back up to the top. Well, we're on the deck. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <coughs> okay. That is 20. This is going to be one hell of a map. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do it. You make your way up to the top of the hill. And you all prepare yourself. If everyone makes a strength check. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, 16! One. 15. I imagine we're all holding 16. level. 11. 14. Okay, okay. Okay. Make the height differences. Yeah. <laughs> lift it over <laughs> Sariel. Between the five of you, you were able to pick it up. And Sariel's kind of, it's like a good six inches off her shoulder. So she's kind of just supporting it, like keeping it in balance. But it's like when you're carrying something with like an older sibling and they're carrying the whole thing and you're there helping, <laughs> helping. keeping it balanced. Okay. As we as we hoist it up and this becomes apparent, so Sarah, perhaps you could just keep watch as well, make sure nothing's coming mm. while we carry this. Mm. Right. Make <laughs> yeah. you, you get the impression you could probably do this for real. And one other person can swap in and out at a point. Okay. Because once you get it steady on all on four shoulders, you find the fifth person in the middle on one side is kind of yeah. throwing it off a little bit. Okay. In that case, I'm, I'm gonna because I know where the tracks are. I followed them yesterday, so I'm gonna go. You go ahead. And follow the tracks. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. Alright, then I'll keep an eye behind us then. Okay. Okay. So if you make a perception check, we don't boys. We don't boat boys. <laughs> we don't boat boys. <laughs> Nine. Okay, okay. You start making the move off. You go down the hill and it's hard to get a track of initially and it nearly slips, but it's all alright. You get to the flat and you walk for about three hours before you're getting to the point where the puddles and streams are becoming larger ponds and bodies of water and marshy and swampy. Still relatively clear and patches of long grasses and weeds poking through. In the short distance, and you do see occasional water snakes winding through, but not paying you any, any mind. Looking around, one of you points out a crocodile, not 10, 12 meters from you, <laughs> drifting lazily through the swamp before plodding out, stepping out. Looking over to you and... <laughs> not worth it, mate. Not worth it. <laughs> mate. That's not um, my business. <laughs> is the ship still visible from here? At that point, no, because you'd have crossed over a hill and it was embedded in the hill. Oh, okay. I'll say that at the point before we would have gone out of view, I'll like turn around and take one more. Okay. Commit, it. commit it to memory. Yeah. Mm. Keep going. Okay. Okay. You get past the solitary trees until it's trees and twos and threes and patches of them, these winding but low-built, heavy, dense trees with wide-reaching, low canopies, thick leaves of greens and browns and blues, and then these wide-reaching roots, which, where the water level is below them, you can see creatures just skulking in these wide, um, long spread out root systems. Mm. And navigate your way through to where the firm ground essentially ends. Pa 
patches or two of tracks as you get closer to uh, to the woodland itself, to the mangroves, and then you lose sight of them completely. You get to the point where it's you're going to be wading through water, so you right, you find yourself a place where the waters are wide enough, and you're able to set down the raft. It bobs and sinks a little bit, and then comes back up. Who wants to be the first to try it? Fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Be my guest. Do whatever you do when you get onto a raft. I don't know. <laughs> you step <laughs> on. Knows, I don't know. <laughs> kneel on, like sort of shuffle in and knit on. And right. It wobbles, but it's not too bad. And there's a sort of slow listing movement. Fine. I mm-hmm. climb on next to you and try and balance out the weight so it stops wobbling. Mm-hmm. I guess sit behind Elise. Mm-hmm. I'll sit behind Renard. Yeah. Renard. Renard. <laughs> sit at the back, just like okay. doing. I'll be sat at the back. I'll, I'll take, take one of the. Uh, the punting sticks. Yes. Yeah, okay, you Are take they, them. Is there two? Yeah, yeah, there's two. Each one's like four meters long, basically. I'll take the other one. You take them and you jam them into where the ground hits the water. Push yourself off and you feel it creak. For a moment, panic sets in, but the raft remains steady. And you push off and nice. you float. Looking around you, the patches of dry land, few and far between, and the mangroves are almost creeping up on you, like you're moving into the jaws of these swamps. Mm. They don't go up high, maybe at their most, like three, four meters, not compared to the coniferous forests of the north, near Riffin or Marlborough, but there's a presence, there's a warmth and also a stillness. You do hear the forest is alive as you get in, you hear the buzzing and chirping of insects, you hear calls of birds and spitting and scratching of reptiles and looking about never far from you are all manner of, of creature. You don't spot anything too unusual. A fair few snakes hanging from branches, spiders the size of your heads that nope. <laughs> very slowly just big boys <laughs> crawl down from the tree branches. That feels a little bit mm. happier being surrounded by trees again. Mm-hmm. You see one of these spiders, this black and yellow thing, land on the surface of the water and not go underneath, almost skates across and sort of cuts across your raft as you're moving slowly and silently through. You get to the point where the canopy knits together above you and you're not in darkness but sunlight now pierces through in these radiant beams, this sort of crisscrossing, this laser maze of dim light speckled by bugs and insects and the splashing of something. Make your way in. Suddenly very happy and calm. The air feels warmer and thicker. Where it was moist on the hills is it's tangible everywhere now. And you look there covering your, your arms and your clothes at this faint sheen of moisture. When you speak it feels a little deadened and dull, as if the air is embracing you. 
Ren is not once not on high alert the whole time we're <laughs> doing this. Can I roll perception to see if we yeah. see anything? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking out for snake symbols. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You Seven. see a fair couple of oh, them. Oh, you don't oh, see oh, any. I see nothing. You don't see any architecture. Okay. I will also, since I'm at the front of the boat, I will also be on the Okay. Uh, 14. Okay. You. On your left bank, moving through slowly, you do see a shape in the trees, which seems to be watching and then just ducks back into darkness. But you can't make out what it is. I just kind of gesture over to where it was. Mm-hmm. So I could keep an eye on that. Yeah. What did you think it was? Didn't see what it was, but it was something over there. Mm-hmm. We just keep a straight course. This is, I think so, going slightly off course from Sanskrinel, mm-hmm. and there's no way of tracking where you're, the person you're looking for was heading. No. But it's down to you. Would it not make the most sense for them to have gone to Sanskrit? That's what I'm assuming. Right. They so just ran to the nearest trees and then cut c- across. Yeah, I just wanted to see if there was anything along the route of the sure. prince. Mm-hmm. But um, I would assume that they would know to try and make it to Sanskrit. In which case, I, I take out my compass and flip open. Okay. Um, and just check for the direction I know from doing so much mapping in which Sanskrit would be... Yeah. You, you know the direction, and what you're on at the moment, it's not so much a river, it's basically just open wetlands yeah. with these big patches which separate it out into almost like an archipelago, like a series of little islands and islets where the trees join together. There's not turf or land, but where so many branches and leaves and just stuff has conglomerated over the decades, the centuries, around the base of these thick root systems is almost like spongy, mossy-covered ground. Probably not dirt or rocky ground as you know it, but surface. And these islands, these islets, range from a couple of metres, two, three trees, to wide-spanning chunks of land, some up to 100 metres long. By this point, you're fully deep inside. You've been banking along one wide island for a while. If anyone once you can look through my Pinterest board. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, I mean, we can probably like shuffle or something. Yeah, it's true. On the video. Yeah. Just have a look just through that. Oh. That's sort of the vibe. Oh boy. Oh, oh the swampy swamps. I love mangrove swamps. <laughs> Actually, it might be easier to just link it because sometimes that's we good. Get weird about. Images. Oh yeah, we don't have rights to images. Yeah, that's that's good. Good. Oh, the swampy swamps. We will link the Pinterest board <laughs> for the mangrove swamps. DM board. Yeah. Oh, love it. Oh, fucking love it, mate. He's thick and green and vibrant mm. and lush. Beautiful. Astrid just feels very, very happy right now because mm-hmm. even though he's on water again, yeah. it, being surrounded by the lush green trees mm-hmm. just <laughs> makes him feel very, oh, very happy. Yeah. lush, <laughs> Contrast to much of the hills, yeah, he is still all very much alive. Yeah, wind rustling over the tops of the canopy, the soft like. <sighs> Splashes as lizards drop into the water, or a bird darts in and pulls something out. Shapes in the water move near your raft. You see the shape of a long, long, long winding snake move past, and it crests up to the top. And you watch it go past for a good 20 seconds. Its body may be 10, 12 meters long. It's a tube. <laughs> it's a big, big boy. <laughs> we need to head more west at some point. 
So is there like a, a giant snake or just a snake? Sorry. That was probably a giant snake. <coughs> no, we can turn it. <laughs> Bob and I'm just like making mental notes. I'll save that for later. And you said that one of the like clumps of roots and everything had formed like a long island going alongside yeah. us. Is that going to prevent us from going further west? Uh, no, you're like, you're looking at it, you sort of lean out and it does curve round. Okay. Um, it, it's like, like a myriad of intercrossing rivers and streams and um, little lakes and islands. Mm-hmm. As you're looking out, you hear a, <laughs> and a little splash again from the side. You've been moving on, but again from the left bank, you hear something again. Perception. 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 I'm gonna roll with it for vantage. Also perceiving. 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 For that, no, that should be normal. Oh. So just. Okay. Oh, one oh. of them was a nat twenty, and one was an eight. <laughs> I'll say you see. <laughs> <laughs> Average it out. Yeah. Average it out. It's like a sixteen. <laughs> because of the things that are like him being able to speak silver and, and like Ashfield speak silver and having all that sort of influence, would I be able to sense any sort of silver influences here? It's sylvan sort of history and energy is very tied to areas of this sort of natural wonder and beauty. You're not sort of reaching out with magic or anything, but were this to be a place where sylvan and fey creatures were, it wouldn't surprise you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Thank you. There's a yeah, there's a a reasonable fey energy mm. around. And silver. <laughs> yeah. Feels good, man. <laughs> you, those of you look in, see what seems to be a figure, but high up you see a face and shoulders with a panicked expression on their face, but high up, higher than a man usually is, just sort of in the trees, holding up, <gasps> gasp, and move back, move back into the darkness. So that would have been you that saw that? Yeah. We were both yeah. looking. That was something. Humanoid? Y'all see something? Yeah. Someone maybe. Keep on I want drifting. At the end of the day, this is their home. That could have been. That could have been somebody living their life, and I think we should just continue. I was thinking it could have been one of the people from the wreckage. Then fine, but don't attack anybody. Okay. I wasn't planning to, unless it was necessary. Yeah, can we just like slowly kind of try and hunt over that way? Yeah, you, yeah, you're able to slow down and you're able to change the flow of water and you switch around and it takes a couple of meters but it slows to a stop. You're a few meters ahead of where you heard the noise, but you're able to bank it just ever so slowly towards um, and you grab one of the branches that are poking out and pull yourself in close and a whole raft comes up. Can you see anything? Make a perception check. 16. You don't see anything. You hear twig snapping in the undergrowth. Why don't you call from? You can see about probably three, four meters in before it's just completely dark. If you call one of your friends, <coughs> then maybe they are here. I will call out in, not in common, but in like a guttural sounding language, the name of. Someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't hear any response. But then a face appears in the darkness at about seven feet. Male, it seems, although vaguely androgynous. Uh, strong cheekbones, black eyebrows, 
brown eyes and skin, but sort of dappled, tinted grey. Coming out further into the light, this sort of curious but a little nervous expression. Looks youngish, but you can't place it because some of the features are distinctly non-humanoid. It comes out and his chest comes into light. You see a light fur coat across his chest and neck and uh, this pattern of this uh, almost golden fur around their neck leading down and this this collar and the, the coat itself are grey and black to white except for this golden splash around their neck. An arm comes out, toned, muscular and then the rest of the body and you see you see the reason why they were up so tall, where their torso ends, you see the front hindquarters of a horse. Oh and oh. <laughs> two legs come out very tentatively. You can't see the rear half of them, as they just poke out. There's a satchel strung around their hips and I'll put my hands up like this so I show that we're not meaning any harm to mm -hmm. them sort of put two fingers up in the air and just wave them like that, just surveying over all of you. Still looking very curious and a little bit, like, on edge. We didn't mean to alarm you. Do you think they understood what you said? I, I understand what you said. Oh. Bob just going to lift his hat like a salute. <laughs> Their face just breaks and there's being... Oh. <laughs> Husband. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Travellers, we're just passing through. We don't. We're sorry want to, to have disturbed you. you. Sorry if we scared you. You haven't disturbed me. Welcome. Thank what you. What brings you through? Looking for Sanskra. So I'll pull back and. Well, you're on the right track. Though I've never seen people bring a boat through, and never, never so many either. Take it you don't get many visitors through here. No. My herd aren't from here. Astra is completely, completely <laughs> enthralled by this creature. Just. What's your name? Just beaming. Demandris. I'm Verdant Astra. Demandris Dustborn. Oh, it's lovely to meet you. Renard. Elise. You say you're not from here? Not from right here, but. From the woods. What brings you out here now? And pulls that, pull the pouch up and opens it, and you see it's just stuffed with flowers. As they oh. sort of lean their head forward, you see this flower crown. <laughs> Would you like one? And <laughs> reaches, in, reaches into their pouch and, and pulls out like two or three. Yes, please. <laughs> if you don't mind. Okay. And gets a couple more and just no. just chucks them to you. As you're like, well, still like two meters away. Thank you. Just no. Chucks out a pass. Thank you. Bob well, then puts his on immediately. <laughs> oh, damn it! It's, it's all these uh, these sort of flowers that you've been seeing. What is almost like ivy and vine-like flowers, all in these virulent blues and greens. And as you take them, you see that packed into each one, where the petals open up, are these lumps of moss. The moss is blue and is glowing brightly, like it's luminescent. 
You take it in your hands and a little bit of the moss falls out and glows on your hand and you look at it and... Cool. Oh, how quaint. I've only ever seen flowers like that in one other place. It's nice Where to was see that? Them a long way from here. Oh. <coughs> I sure should like to visit there one day. Crown is on, like past his horns and just like... <gasps> Would you oh, like anything in exchange for this? Feel kind of bad just I, taking stuff from you. Uh, it, it doesn't work like that. If you want to give me anything, I won't say no, but you don't have to. Sarah's going to take one of the black feathers out of her hair. Is he? Oh. No, he's wearing one. Uh, wearing oh, a crown. crown. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I can give you this to add to your crown. I'd like that. And reaches forward and plucks it from you. And just, just puts it very slowly and tenderly into their pouch. Cassian sort of silently passes him a golden conch shell. <laughs> My, you must have travelled far. Oh, and puts it in, in the pouch. <laughs> have you? Just sort of just gazing, just like. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've all just met a collective husband. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're all married now. Married <laughs> husband. They're judgeness. They're a joy friend. <laughs> have you happened to see any? Other people passed through here recently, Jamandris. No. Not that I can think. Okay. The forest has seen people, but I haven't. Um, when did you see people in the forest? No, the I forest. didn't. Oh, the forest has seen people. Okay. The forest sees The swamps everything. see people. They see everything. You're right. <laughs> can you tell us anything about these lands? We're trying to make a safe passage. You're probably doing a very good job, as you're on a boat, and you're all breathing. Yes. <sighs> it's a tricky place, but just keep your eyes open and don't feed the snakes. I learned that mistake myself. Don't feed the snakes. No, no, no. no. They bite. They bite. <clears throat> and just puts the flower crown down on the raft. We've been here for a long time, centaurs. Centaurs? That's what I am. Oh, I've never met one before. Well, I'm, I'm a Demandrus, but... You're a Demandrus. I'm a centaur. Okay. The two. I'm a tieflink. Oh. It's wonderful to meet Apparently a Apparently I'm an elf. It's wonderful to meet an elf. Mm -hmm. Half elf. It's wonderful to meet a half elf. Just all that dopey expression. It's wonderful to meet you too. We're never going to leave this place, are we? <laughs> <laughs> we live right here. <laughs> are there more of your folk around? Not near here. What brings you out here then? All the flowers. Of course. Mm. Will you be safe out here on your own? Of course, of course. Yeah? I'll be alright. Okay. I'll be alright. So I heard I'm too far from here. Sorry I'd have to bring this up a Could you check the pocket watch and see what time it is? Yep. It is... Uh, you left there. It's coming up to like midday. We just don't want to be stuck mm. in night. the water at night. Yes. Yeah. What would you recommend we do at night if we can't get off the water? He sort of gestures to the land that he's on. The sort of conglomeration of roots with packed mulch. There is space between these overarching trees to get in and sit down. It's probably not going to be comfy. It looks very soft and very damp, but there's space enough on this one at least for, 
for you to rest on. So there's, so it's safe to camp here? It's, we're not going to sink into the water? No, anymore. no, I shouldn't think so. As long as you stay out of the water, you won't sink. That's how it works. And I don't like to swim, so... And if we bother, if we don't bother any creatures, is there anything else we can expect to come after us? Anything else that I know of? That's good to hear. But I don't know why anything would do that in a place like this. Mm. Yeah, this place mm. has a beautiful atmosphere. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Take some of this bioluminescent moss out of the pouch and just, just start munching on it. Mm. A little bit of like bioluminescent juice, just <laughs> one power. Respect. <laughs> mm. sort of lean back and just shakes himself a bit and a bit of water comes off. Mm-hmm. So, why are you going to Sanskrit? Forgive me for asking, but we'd well, love to know. Got a number of reasons. Oh. We've been charting this area. Oh. You must be smart. <laughs> yes. And we are looking for <laughs> aforementioned person who could have gone that way. Oh. I hope you find them. Who were they? Our friends. Friends. Yeah. Someone I'm working with. If I see them around, do I... I'll tell them to go to Sanskrit. What's your name? Who do I tell them to look for? My name's Elise. Elise. With the blue hair. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I'll remember that. Yes. I'll remember that. Thank you. It's like a moss. You pull it a little bit and squeeze it. In. <laughs> like the moss? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, if you see anyone wearing clothes a similar colour to this, I guess. They'd stand out, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. I've only seen the dryads in the past few days. Dryads? dryads. The dryads. What's a dryad? People of the trees. Oh. Of the swamp. People of the trees. Sound lovely. Are they like gentle people? <laughs> um, Fae creatures, aren't they? They're tricky. Don't get on that bad side. No, of course. Would they attack on sight if they saw us, or would not fae creatures? Mm, you, you, you'd so have to be doing something distance. quite particular for that. If, if you're starting fires in the swamps, they don't Respect like them. Right. Uh, no no fires. fires. This might be a stupid question, but I have to ask: Is there anything we can do to? appease them if they do, if we do upset them. They like trinkets, treats, offerings. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> You're right. I am. <laughs> I'm often right. <sighs> I must be going. Us too. It was lovely meeting you. It was a pleasure. Good luck mm. with your foraging. Good luck with your travels. Stay safe. And they saw the, f- the front legs come out and they bow. My arm comes out. Astro bows back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boat yeah. tilts forward a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> and they... I'll take my leave. I just walk, disappear slowly back into the darkness of the forest. You are left with the glow of a flower. <laughs> Never in my life did I think I'd meet a centaur. <laughs> Never seen I've read about them, before. but I know. Yeah, I've never seen one before. <laughs> I thought there was something from children's stories. God, I'm glad I came adventuring. <laughs> <laughs> Strange sights. It was beautiful, wasn't he? We should keep moving. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut to the oar so, again. So no fires. 
I just move the flower crown, make sure it's not going to fall off the raft. Oh, wear your flower me. crown, Ren. I'm not going to wear Respect the flower crown. Respect nature. Astra said so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to wear the flower crown. Why are you wearing it? Push off. It might be the folk. <laughs> Is this an affront to your masculinity? No. It's fine, Ren. I'm, I'm not wearing one either. Oh, you guys That's have a lot of fun with this. You push the the raft off and it takes movement again, the water's parting behind you. Now fully eclipsed by this canopy of thick leaves and darkness and the air completely and utterly alive around you. And you delve deeper into the mangrove swamps. And that's where we'll leave it for today. Oh, well done everyone, that was lovely. Thank you so soft. <laughs> Purity of the last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, the centaur was a fan creation. I want yeah! to thank you. Thank you so much for that. I love um, him. I, I love them. Check. What a lovely imagination they have. Yeah. yeah. I will have to go back on my email. I might have to do it on the posting announcement. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, but thank you so much. We have. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank, thank you. Me. That was so touching. Thank you for being part of our story. Thank you for coming to watch this. This is Life the Party, we are Nick's Rising Industries. We love, love you. you. We love you. Hey there, intrepid arcanists. It's Elise here. Thank you for joining us again on our adventure. Do you fancy starting an adventure of your own? We're teaming up with IceCreamDice.com and offering you a chance to win the dice of your choice from their store. Check out the rules in the description of episode 6 on YouTube or on any of our socials. Demandrus Dustborn was this week's incredible fan creation from our Indiegogo backer Elise Hodge. Thank you Elise, Demandrus stole all our hearts and we love our flower crowns. Also, an excellent name you have there. If you'd like to help forge our story, there's still time. You can find a link to the crowdfund in the description. Huge thanks to this week's top supporter Alex Smith and of course to our executive producers Emily Hogarth, Alexandra Johnson, Liam Moran, and Caitlin Ferguson. You all rolled a nat 20 on support. Until next time, keep causing chaos, and we'll see you on Wednesday. <laughs>